Shitcoin.com. Welcome back to the Shitcoin.com show, everyone. Uh, we have a fellow DJ from the Shitcoin.com staff with us today. So we've got Nick uh, on board nice. to help with this uh, this one. Um, the topic today, so with Bitcoin 2022 coming up uh, in, well, next week, uh, we thought it'd be good to kind of run through some some Bitcoin stuff, ask a few questions of our resident Bitcoin OG, Andreas, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and get some get some answers that maybe you're all you're all looking for, maybe some alpha. I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> so, how did you find Bitcoin? This is a, this is a bit of a tough one because it was um, it's very early. So I think I read about it on Slashdot in 2010. A lot of people read that. Uh, and I'm struggling to find the notes for this, but I was gonna, I had written notes that I was gonna make a Bitcoin bank in like 2010 or 11. And I just wrote on paper and I was like, you know, how do you give interest on the Bitcoin? Like, how does that work when there's no lenders? Cause this is tough. Um, and so I made a, this sounds really boomer, but Facebook used to be cool then. <laughs> so I made a group on Facebook and I invited some of my friends who work with computers. So like um, people who work with like uh, IT security programmers, some designers, uh, all that kind of stuff. And it was basically called like, let's make a Bitcoin company. Mm. And I'm like, hey, I found this new thing. It's called Bitcoin. Uh, we can make a bank and uh, everyone needs to quit their jobs. This is the shit. And just literally no one cared. Uh, they still work in, in probably just repairing laptops and stuff. Nobody bought Bitcoin, no one gave a shit. So I gave up on the project. Uh, I think the, the project was called Fanta, like the soda. I, it's just like, it was too, it was too difficult back then. So I let it uh, stay for a while. And then looking at my uh, Bitcoin talk forum activity, it looks like I got back into it like uh, 2011 and then heavy from, from 2012. So hard to say, but um, Slashdot and um, and definitely I found Bitcoin talk and the IRC was a big place as well. So have there been any times in your time in Bitcoin that you thought another asset had a shot at overtaking it as number one? Yes, uh, that, that has happened all the time because when Bitcoin was very new, then it was just a program you installed in your computer. So it's just like you're downloading anything else. You install it, uh, it synced pretty fast. And then you have, there's like three tabs. One is your transaction history. One is to receive, just shows an address. And it was always the same address, I think. And, um, uh, one was to send and there were no fees really. So it was just, um, it was like any other wallet. And because only Bitcoin, you didn't really think much about like how decentralized it was or how it all worked. It wasn't so important. It was just a way to send money. It's just like when people asked me what it was, I just said, oh, it's Bitcoin. That's, um, it's like PayPal, but it's not run by a company. It's more like uh, BitTorrent. So, so back to your question, everything seemed better. Like the first time I saw Ripple, I'm like, wow, this is like Bitcoin, but with much more features. And I didn't, 
it, I mean, it didn't seem relevant that I was just run by like one dude. But then, uh, then over time, you know, as things got like hacked and double spent and, and funds were frozen, you're like, ah, so it's, so it's better because it, it is trustless and decentralized and you do have some sovereignty of your funds. So, uh, yeah, I mean, everything always seemed better until you understand that they're missing the most critical part, which is the censorship uh, resistance. Yeah. Um, but these days, nah, I, I don't think so. Ethereum, <laughs> Ethereum is nice. Everyone's always, you know, talking about smart contracts and as we've seen with SideShift, Solidity developers, they're in high demand, hard to get, hard to get a hold of. Yeah, very. Um, so, do you think in the future there will be smart contracts on on Bitcoin? Yeah, for for this one, there's a lot of other people we should ask. Mm. But um, you know, there's a few. There's uh, RSK Rootstock, which um, it's a bit like Zcash in the sense that no one cares about it and no one has ever heard of it. Um, that's the only way it's the same as Zcash. <laughs> Rootstock is actually a smart contract platform for Bitcoin that no one has heard of. Have you heard of it? I've heard the name, but I've never actually used it. Uh, <laughs> Nick, have you heard yeah. of Rootstock? No, 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 uh, no, one, no one cares about Rootstock. <laughs> and, uh, it's sad because people have spent a lot of time on this. Um, and then obviously there's uh, Paul Stortz, um, his idea, which is a drive chain, um, which where you would have smart contracts, but they would only be run on the side chains. Yeah. So the main chain would just be Bitcoin and there would be some side chain with that's like Ethereum compatible or fucking Tron compatible, who knows. Getting changes implemented in Bitcoin has been notoriously tough in the past. What do you think uh, the future of Bitcoin looks like? Will it ever change? Based hmm. on the question of Blake. Yeah, I... Um... I mean, we'll definitely get more address formats because now Bitcoin only has five address formats, I think. It's, um, uh, it has five? Yeah, it's, it's the legacy, the one that starts with one. Then it's a three, which is like pay to script hash. And then there's uh, wrapped segwit, native segwit. Mm and uh, Taproot. And Taproot has a new address format, I think mostly because they found a bug in the SegWit address format. So if you enter your SegWit address wrong, it can auto-correct to a valid address but that no one owns. I mean, I've, I've, done, I've done that, sending to wrong, uh, wrong addresses. There's a certain- there's On certain... Ethereum? No, no, on, on BTC, there's- No. There, there, surely there are. If you send no. Segwit coins to a non-Segwit address, or that's thinking, different. Yeah, but uh, the case I'm saying is, um, with native Segwit, it's called a BEC32 address. Um, there's an issue with the error correction where it could error correct to the wrong thing. Oh, okay. automatically does it. And <laughs> yeah, no. So you yeah. send your money to an address that no one has the private key for, and the money is oh. lost. So I don't think this has been happening a lot, but someone discovered it. So when they made Taproot, which uh, also no one cares about, <laughs> then they, they had to change the address format. So now, now we have five. Um, 
So that is what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, honestly, all I all I can see is that there are many changes trying to be implemented, but no one cares about. <laughs> That's yeah, because I'm... like I was totally fine with just the first address type. The one that starts with the one. I like it's like one is the first one. It's good. I don't know why. Um, it's the, the usual joke is that I mean I'm a programmer, and when we have nothing meaningful to do, we will just make bugs and features that no one ever asked for. It's um. It's an issue, but it's that's how it is. Okay. So I think I think uh, an interesting topic that will come up at Bitcoin 2022, which you'll see a lot of talks about, is regulation. Um, does increased regulation make you more bullish on BTC or less, or bearish, not less? Yeah. It, it goes down. I mean, it goes back to the old saying that is um, every. It's like everything is good for Bitcoin. All news is good for Bitcoin. So I don't think that's true, but the way you say it is, if there's no regulation, then it's good for Bitcoin because then you're just like the inmates are running the asylum. We can just do whatever we want, right? But if there's regulation, that means that politicians are worried about Bitcoin, which uh, proves that people care about it. And there's like this Streisand effect where by trying to trying to slow it down you actually just make more people aware of bitcoin and then becomes uh, hard to control because of the momentum so um i mean I bad advertisement doesn't exist they, 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 they always advertise it with this which one <laughs> uh with every time they speak about bitcoin they, they are advertising it uh, yeah so, exactly so they, grow that, that's what you're saying yeah it's, and it's so it's so hard not to so yeah, even now you see like the, you know, the president of the United States is like putting put together a, a group from all mm. these different places to uh, to come up with rules for Bitcoin. And I mean, of course, the rules are going to be terrible. But at the same time, you're like, wow, I never really, I never thought we would get to this point where um, that's what they're spending their time on. And they keep drag dragging Sam to Congress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because they have nothing to talk about Zuckerberg uh, with him about anymore. So yeah, please don't make yeah. Sam wear shoes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he can lace his shoes now. Looks pretty good. <laughs> cool. So that, that comes in for this, this episode. Guys, uh, be sure to check out shipper.com for all the content we've got going up there. And uh, oh yeah, thanks to our sponsors, SciShift.ai, okay. uh, the new standard crypto exchange. Um, cool. Thanks, guys. See you. Uh, see you next week. <laughs>